Hello, everyone. Welcome to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 129, the fourth episode of 2020. This is a weekly show dedicated to covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. CanadianGameDevs.com is supported by our amazing patrons over at Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. So if you want early access to this show, exclusive sneak peeks at interviews we do with famous Canadian indie developers and non-indie developers, then you should go support us on Patreon. This week we published uh, an interview with a short height creator, Adam Robinson U, which our patrons got early access to. It's a lot of fun. You should go check that out on the site under our features tab. But enough of that. My name is Steven, one of your co-hosts, uh, Steven Spelt with a PH and an A, and one of the main people behind CanadianGameDevs.com. Joining me this week, of course, the other main dude, Steven, but spelled with a PH and an E. Thank you for being here, Steven. Yo, what up? Steve. People call you Steve and people call me Steven. I think that's how we get around the confusion. Yeah. I usually, do you prefer one over the other? Not particularly. Yeah. A lot of like my friends call me Steve, and then my parents call me Steven. So that's where the draw is for me. I see. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, how have you been? It's football Super Bowl Sunday. Super today Bowl Sunday. Sundays. I you, almost said football Sunday. You excited? Yeah, I'm gonna watch. Uh, my friends coming over this morning. We went out and bought a bunch of drinks <laughs> and snacks. So yeah, I got yeah. some. I got some pulled pork uh, in the slow cooker right now. I'm very excited to to get that uh i've got a friend coming over i make a lot of food like i bought about 200 dollars worth of groceries in the last jesus like, christ like three days uh and and i'm very excited to dive into it i don't actually care That's about exciting. any of the player any of the teams playing this year though i'm cheering for the 49ers because Correct. there's the first <laughs> female assistant coach in the super bowl history correct it's with them yeah, she's the first female coach. She's the first LGBTQ coach. She's the first openly gay coach, too. So, like, yeah. you know, that's like, I'm, like, I don't care about football at all. This is the only football game of the year I watch. And I always make an arbitrary decision based on, like, some random fact I hear, like, the week before the Super Bowl. And this year it was that one, so I'm cheering for the 49ers. That's fair. I mean, 49ers are a good team. Um, I, I think, though, the Chiefs are going to win it. Patrick Mahomes is just, like, dope. So, well, we'll see. I, I hope it's a good game. Last year sucks. What was it like nine six or something? Yeah, yeah. That's the same so with like boring. football playoffs. Is because like it's only one game, and so if you just have a really crappy game, it just it it just it's not as good. <laughs> it just. I was talking to my friend at work, and he's a he like he's from Turkey, so he mainly just watches soccer. And I was talking to him about the Super Bowl, and he was like, "Well, what do you mean it's Super Bowl Sunday?" And he's like, "Like, uh, like the first game." And he's like, "No, I was like, this is the game." And he's like, "There's one game to determine the champion." And I was yeah. like, "Yeah." And he's like, "That's terrible game design." And I was like, "Yeah, when you think about it, this is like really one team could just have an <laughs> off week, and that's it." Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. Football though, it just so they do so much damage to their bodies and and stuff like that. Like it's impo- like they only play 16 games during the year. Um, mm-hmm. Not not including uh, playoffs or uh, or preseason stuff. So like, it's a it's a pretty demanding game on your body. Like you have just big, huge dudes, just you know, whose sole purpose is just to hit you to the ground and to crunch you. Yeah, and you get a lot of like injuries are just rampant in the CFL. There's you know, CT. It's kind of a shitty sport when <laughs> you really break it down. But but we're gonna spend all day watching it. Exactly. All right. Um, let's start with some events, Steve. We have a lot, a lot of events. A lot of stuff up. going on. I want to highlight really quickly, um, and these are all on our sites under the site under the event tab. And I put a little buy tickets or get tickets button on each one to make it easier for you. Oh, nice. But the indie mixer is coming up February fifth. That's this Wednesday. Uh, I'm going to put this episode up for patrons 
Sunday and then everyone else you want to do Monday or Tuesday so that uh, they have enough time to hear about all these events. Let's Tuesday? do Monday. Uh, Monday. Uh, yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Okay. Monday night. How about Sunday night and then Monday night? That works. Okay. So uh, if you're listening to this right when we come out, the Indie Mixer is Wednesday, February 5th, uh, 7 to 10 p.m. at the Hive Esports Bar in Toronto. Uh, so go out for some uh, speed networking where you have a little five minutes with everybody, bring business cards, get to know the, the game development scene in Toronto. And the uh, the high V-Sports bar is really cool. Uh, I've been to a couple events there. So yeah, check that out. Tickets on our site. Also, the Indie Mixer on Twitter. Uh, February 6th, the Black Game Pros Mixer is happening at Ubisoft's Toronto studio from 6 to 9. Uh, join other Black Game developers at Ubisoft's extensive... Uh, motion capture studio and uh, surrounding like hangout area um, for some talks from black professionals in the games industry in that area. Uh, yeah, this got a lot of traction on our Twitter when I tweeted about it. A lot of people are pretty hyped about this and I think it's a pretty important cause and it's the start of black history month, of course, every February, which always feels kind of like a bummer. Cause like we give them the shortest month of the year, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> uh, so if you are a black game professional and you can get to Ubisoft Toronto <laughs> tickets are free. I repeat, tickets are free. Uh, let me make sure they're still available right now by clicking this big, beautiful Get Tickets button, which Ubisoft, is on the post on our website. Ubisoft's Motion Capture Studio 2 is, like, awesome. Like I, I've, it's and big. To be fair, it's the only motion capture studio I've ever been in, but it is it is so cool to be in there. And I saw, like, when I went, I don't know, three years ago or so, they are showing, like, For Honor stuff um, and, how, and how they constructed it and whatnot. It's so neat. Like, it's so, so cool. So. Tickets are still available on the site. Nice. Again, that's 6 to 9 p.m., February 6th. Go there. Um, next up, oh, no, I went all the way to that page instead of backing out. The Icontopia, I said that right, is happening. Yeah. Tickets are on sale now, and the event is happening. Oh, shoot, I forgot to look up that part. Uh, in March, I think? Uh, oh, Let me double check this. I don't want to botch this. Nope, that's a site that sells free icons. Hold on. <laughs> that's it's, not what I wanted. It's icontopia.com. Uh, no, May, May 14th to 16th, 2020. Perfect. Tickets are on sale now. Check it out on our site. Uh, Global Game Jam is happening this weekend. Which yeah, there's a, useless I see a lot of, this. Yeah, I see a lot of stuff happening in our Discord and, and a lot of people tweet and stuff like that. What I try to always do, I haven't done it in a couple of years, but what I always try to do is just ask the community what they're like, global game jam games are uh because mm. most of the time they try to they just release it on uh itchio or whatever and mm. i always try to do like a post or whatever like that but maybe we'll just do some tweets and stuff like that so stay so maybe, yeah we should we should highlight the favorites because they'll all be linked usually on the global game jam website yeah that's true yeah so i so look to our twitter and we'll try to like kind of retweet some of the like some of the dober ones that people want us to kind of share and, i'm seeing uh, sebastian's is some uh weird his team's making some weird medieval doctor one which i'm very excited to check out down with that what did what did the medieval doctors even do back in the day it's just like well like it's a because you let the blood out right was yeah. supposed to balance the fluid <laughs> so you got the guy with the the doctor nose you know the you know the big one outside. it looks like a crow beak or something oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're, oh, you're just like stabbing this guy in the arm to try and like balance the the levels the plague doctors yeah the plague doctors yeah and so yeah that's that, that's happening There'll be, there'll be some some funny stuff. There's always funny stuff. Last year, my favorite game was you're at this like airport bar, but it was zero G, and you were like a dog trying to wait table. It was great. There's always good stuff. Uh, and then coming up April 8th to 9th, XP Game Developer Summit. Tickets are still now available for that, and you can still volunteer if you want to get in. 
help out and see everything for free, but with paying your time, I guess. Comics X Games 2020, uh, happening at the Toronto Comics Arts Festival in association with the Hand Eye Society. And they want to make it very clear they're not looking for just games related to comics. Any game, if you want to be part of this exhibition, please apply. They're still looking for people up until, I think, the end of next week. They're nice. still looking for games and stuff. And uh, they are willing to help you financially if you're in a place where, like, hey, I have a really cool game, but I can't afford. It's like uh, $30 for the table and registration and stuff, then they will help you with that. So don't let that be a barrier to you showing your game at the Toronto Comics Arts Festival. London Game Jam 2020 is happening uh, from Friday, March 6th to the 8th over the weekend at the Innovation Works in downtown London, Ontario. <coughs> so if you can get to London for that weekend, go get some tickets. Tickets are about 25% sold, I think, at the time of this recording. Cool. Lots of lots of activities. Lots of fun stuff going around. I've noticed we're very Ontario-focused, and I'm still pulling our Discord from our other like location channels. Yeah. And uh, the... <coughs> oh, who's the people on the West Coast said they would help me out? Alberta Makes Games said they would help me get some, some more non-Ontario-focused events. But that just happens to be like where the majority of... Yeah, that, actually, that'd probably be Quebec, actually. But we, it, it kind of—it's uh, a tie. It's the, a tie. The Ontario focus kind of stems from the fact that we used to be TorontoGameDevs.com. So for like, mm-hmm. and we were that for longer than we've been CanadianGameDevs.com for the longest mm-hmm. time. Like a lot of the community members have all originated from Toronto or Ontario or whatever, um, and that stuff takes time to flesh out. But also, Toronto is like, you know, the biggest big, big city. <laughs> it's uh, big. It's big. So there's a lot of stuff going on in general. Um, but we do know, yeah. If there's if there's something going on in Vancouver or you know, Alberta, hit us up. Yeah, just hit us up on Discord or on Twitter, uh, and we'll get on the site. But you can always go to KingGameDevs.com too, just to kind slash of keep, events. Keep uh, but now we're gonna move into the news. We don't have a lot of news this week. January is always a, a slow month for that. Uh, but Sky Rogue from Fractal Phase uh, is now available on Xbox One. Uh, a quote fushi roguelike flight simulator. Fushi spelled F W O O S H Y, which I really like. You know, like the sound you make when like a plane goes by. Like, yeah, I get it. That's I like cool. that. I like that. It's good. Sky Rogue features two players, split screen, local co op, infinite procedurally generated missions with rogue light gameplay. The the rogue Steven, I don't know if you are have uh, any experience with this. The rogue community is very very particular. There is a rogue police who. <laughs> Police Steam games that are tagged with rogue, light, or like to determine whether or not a game is actually a rogue light or a rogue like or isn't actually a rogue game at all. And they really? will review bomb games oh that mis- misname themselves. Uh, and they've actually have a little convention every year in Germany and they've established these like set of rules called the Berlin principles or something similar to weight a game's rogueness off of. And I've just come into contact with this over the past couple of months. So anytime I see a game name itself roguelite or roguelike or rogue at all, I'm like, oh, you're opening yourself up for all this, this analysis. I had no, I, these, I had no crazy idea people. that the, I, I'm not a big, I'm not big on roguelike or roguelite games. Mm-hmm. Um, rogue Legacy is still probably what, like one of the only ones that I played for more than a couple hours. And I loved a rogue legacy. I played a lot. It's a perfect video game. Um, 
I haven't played this. It's <clears throat> strangely enough, it's on. It's not on PS4, so I wonder if that's like the next port. It's on literally <clears throat> everything but PS4, and actually, it's on sale on Steam, Itch.io, and Switch for half off yeah. to celebrate the launch of a new platform. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, check it out. Hopefully, it's on. Uh, hopefully, it comes to PS4 soon. Although maybe I'll get it on Switch. I don't know. I, I do want to over I, 12 pilotable aircraft, 30 weapons. Player can also customize their loads and unlock secret technologies after beating the game. Secret technologies. That's... It's like it got a really cool low poly art style too, yeah. which I really like. Yeah, no, I like it. I also I was looking this on PSN profiles if it was on PS4 first, and I couldn't find it. But I did find Streets of Rogue, which uh, oh, I've heard of that one. Is it good? I'm looking at it. It looks pretty cool. I haven't played it. I haven't played it, but I've heard of it, and that's usually usually a good sign. But yeah, shout out to Sky Rogue. Literally Rogue in the name. Bold. I have a lot of respect for anyone who wants to, to, to tussle with the Rogue community. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's so weird. I So what are they... So if a game doesn't isn't Rogue enough for them or whatever, mm-hmm. what they just review bomb and just... Sometimes. But like, sometimes they are constructive and they're like, hey, this isn't technically a Rogue or this is a Rogue light, not a like um, with... I, I I don't even know the particulars too much about that. A rogue light would be more of like nothing carries over. So a game like Dead Cells or Goner, where right. like you can unlock things that make future runs easier, would be a light. Whereas like a, a hard like everything's lost. The only thing you take into your next run is the skills you've developed on your previous run. Right. So yeah. that that, see, that see, I think is my is the is the definition, but I also still could be wrong. Yeah, I like that. I like the stuff where you do carry some things forward. I like mm, that me more. Too. Uh, I need like a little bit of RPGness or something just to to know that if I had a really bad game, I at least got something substantial. Not just like oh, I learned a bit more about the game. I just mean like mm-hmm. an actual like I leveled up or something. Mm-hmm. I need that. Yeah, there's some games that do it differently too. Like Nuclear Throne, you unlock other characters you can use on the run, but ideally all the characters are like balanced, so it's really still only your skills that are changing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Sky Rogue, check it out now on Xbox One. Uh, we also want to shout out Doug Flutie's Maximum Football is getting a physical release, and you can pre-order it now online, and apparently pre-orders are limited. So if you want to own a physical copy that you can bite and put on your game shelf you can check that out. You know how people like bite gold when they get it to like see if it's real gold or something. Oh yeah. I like to, I like to think people who get like, whenever I get like a physical copy of any game, like, ah, yeah, there it is. It's here. It's on my shelf. You know, a game I randomly saw on, uh, as a PS4 disc, uh, at EB games that I had no idea was retail. Uh, Guacamelee? No, it was Citadel Forge with fire, which was the, no way. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I had no idea this was, I almost bought it. Cause I was just like, I feel like this is rare. <laughs> Because I don't it know. It probably is. Yeah. But because uh, it's out of stock on EB Games right now. Because I, I, it's on my wish list. I want to play it. But I just mm-hmm. haven't, like, it's one of those games, you know, it's forever on the wish list. Oh, um, man. Guacamelee, yeah, of... Guacamelee was, was physical, too. I've never actually seen one in the wild. I've seen it at EB Games out here, which is cool. It's on Switch, too, on a cart, which, you know, they, they splurge for the extra cart money. Oh, yeah. They got cart money over there at Drinkbox. They're hiring all these other famous indie developers. The, the girl. The Watchdogs Legion girl we interviewed. Or no, wait, did she go to Cappy? Kate Tremblay. Hold on, I want to make sure I didn't mess this up. I forgot. I know, yeah. I think, yeah, no, they went to Cappy. But then um, the artist on Super Crush KO. Uh, Gabby, oh, yeah. She, Gabby, uh, yeah, she uh, went to Drinkbox. Tale and, and whatnot, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. now they're at Drinkbox. Yeah, yeah, I guess Guacamelee so. was, uh, was almost two years ago now, right? Guacamelee 2, it was August 2018. 
Okay, so a year and a half ago. And they are hiring on their site, and so they're they're doing some they're doing something. I hope I don't know. I I think I want to see something new from them, but I would also totally buy the shit out of Guacamole Three. Yeah, I I don't whatever they whatever they do next, I'm down with right away. Oh, um, me too, me too. But, but I would actually I I could go for one more Guacamole, like another like a you know, yeah. I could even do a severed too. Like you do something really cool with that that concept. Yeah, that's true. We don't see a lot of those games a lot, like first person no. dungeon crawlers or whatever. It won so many like mobile game awards though. Yeah, with did art. really well on iPad, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and Vita is awesome, and easy platinum too. So it was. I got that one. Yeah, just that one, that one, uh, like battle where you had where the four people are around you and you're on the floor that would disappear after so 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 much time. Do you know? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Vaguely, there was like one area. Like all the bad, that game is pretty easy and it's fairly short. But there was one spot where you were on like a floor that had it was on a timer, like it basically disappeared after so long. And then the four enemies around you, you had to be really like really precise. Oh yeah, because there was ones on every side of you. Yeah, and that one. I took, remember that one took a little while to beat, but other than that, man, what a good game. Awesome. God bless Strengthbox. Actually, you're right. I would. I think I. Mm, uh, I don't know. Guacamole three or Severed two. I don't know. Or something. Both. Like Why not? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right, that's it for the news. Uh, now we're going to move on to some jobs we want to highlight. We have a lot of jobs on our site right we, now. We do. Um, do you want me to go through these, or do you want to do them? Or? You can go through them if you want. I will. So the first one, uh, Stitch Media is looking for... So this one's technically on the site right now, but it will be posted by the time everyone listens to this. But a Unity developer full-time, um, you know... Hiring a full-time Unity developer to build games and virtual reality projects as a member of our technical team. Uh, we're a small independent studio served by developers for Nintendo, Sony, and Oculus with major funded project with an amazing team that's earned shelf full of industry awards. So they're looking for a Unity developer and kind of VR focus. And they're also looking for a technical artist uh, that's also still uh, VR focus. So if you're into VR, uh, maybe check out uh, Stitch Or Media. getting paid to make games in Unity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look up Stitch Media. Uh, I meant, meant to re- reach out to this guy because I don't know if he got it filled or not, but basically uh, A Game Design is looking for a Unity 2D slash C Sharp programmer kind of uh, to create like a proof of concept uh, that would be used to get funding and stuff like that. Um, so you can look at the site for that. Uh, let me... And this is all in Toronto so far. Clipwire Games uh, is looking for a lead programmer uh, for mobile games and 2D mobile game UI artist. Uh, again, that's in Toronto, Clipwire Games. And then Certain Affinity, which is a Texas-based studio, but they have a Toronto office that is fairly new. I think it opened up like last year. They're hiring for a lot of things, but spe- specifically they wanted to highlight the gameplay programmer and lead designer. Uh, and so that's Certain Affinity here in Toronto. Um, looking for lead designer, senior gameplay programmer, and gameplay programmer. So com slash jobs. We also post on the Discord and, and stuff like that. And there's a few more in the pipeline that I, I think will get posted. Uh, so just kind of keep an eye on that. Delicious. Get paid. Make games. Get that money. Get that game money. All right. Now we're going to move on to wish list this. This segment of the show, for those unfamiliar, is where when I, when, when I started on this show, Steve, there would be at least one or two times an episode where you and Brett would like is it going to flip the switch? Am I going to wishlist it? All this stuff. And I thought, why not coalesce that into a segment where 
we just highlight three Canadian games upcoming that you can add to your wish list right now and play a little sound effect that Sebastian gave us when you do so. <laughs> and so that became Wishlist This, and uh, I have three Canadian developed <laughs> games coming up soon. Can I throw in a, a, a non-Canadian one that I wishlisted? Okay, go ahead. The one I mentioned earlier, Streets of Rogue. It actually looks pretty dope, but I, I looked them up. They're in. They're from Washington, or whatever. Um, but it's it close. It looks pretty. Looks pretty cool. So I wait. I which Washington? It. Like state? Uh, I don't know anymore. It's basically British Columbia. No, I think it was. I, I don't think it was. Was it DC? I think it was. Hold on. Hold on. I could play the sound. The Bothell, sound Washington. No, it is. It is Washington State. It's a, yeah. That's that's basically. You're almost at Canada. Oh my god! It's like super close to being. Like it's very close to Vancouver. Hold on, I want to do a quick uh, Google Maps drive thing. Cause I bet you this is like very close. I mean, I'm gonna count it. I'm gonna play the sound effect. Yeah, do it. Um, it's a five-hour drive. Yeah, there you go. I know a bunch of people, and I went to PAX West who just came from Vancouver because it was just like a short drive for them. Yeah. That's basically Canada. It's the same same market. So Streets of Rogue looks dope. I actually, I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Metal Unit, Steve. Metal Unit <clears throat> oh, is a sprawling side-scroller platformer with roguelite features. Play as Joanna, a soldier on a mission to capture her treasonous sister. Wear the M-Unit 11 suit and battle against monsters and aliens while uncovering the truth about humanity. I think they're going for like a Metal Gear vibe, like even in the font of this, but mm. it's like a 2D side scroller, um, indie sort of adventure action RPG. It's on Steam, right? Uh, on Steam, yeah. It's planned to come out of early access soon, this week, um, but the full game TBD, not sure. Um, but if you want to get it in early access, you can do that soon. And if you want to add it to your wish list so you can get a notification when it becomes fully available. You can also do that. Metal Unit. Check it out on Steam. That's from Jelly Snow Studio. I burped a little bit there. I'm, I'm drinking some grapefruit-flavored Coca-Cola. It's really oh. Good. Yes, it's great. I'd recommend it. I like I, to mix it with bourbon. I do the... It like a fruity flavor to Coke, it. Yeah, I do the Coke Zero. Is really, like, all I drink, kind of. And water. I, I mean, should. I should. Though I've I been know. drinking too much of it where I'm like, I feel like... I, I am the scientific proof that Coke Zero does do something, <laughs> you know? How so? I just feel, like, off, like, my stomach. Oh, no. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't think I'm, like, I know it's zero calories, but, like, something's going on inside where I'm like, this isn't good. <laughs> it's not. Oh, no. It's doing something to my inner, internal things that, uh, you know, my body's just like, can you stop? Can you just drink some water, some clear water and get this going? This isn't water. This Metal Units, though, game, uh, I'm down with it. Yeah, it, I'm trying it to does. find out where they're from, because like, they were in our Discord, and I didn't I didn't even bother to fact-check this. They could not be from Canada. But let me Jelly Snow that. Studio? Did yeah, you, I'm trying to did, figure this did out. Did they pull a fast one on you? They might have. Did I get Did I get f- fasted? No, that's not the right word. That's definitely not the right word. Because the publisher's somewhere in Asia. I can't even find like, maybe, maybe they did, because there's a couple people in our Discord who are not <coughs> from canada but they so, just like hanging out talking about the canadian games i've seen yeah sometimes too they're they're just canadian they they want to move there's a couple of situations there's people who want to move to canada 
Um, I get, I've gotten emails, so many emails over the years to people, a lot of people from Brazil who just like email, just asking for suggestions and, and advice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes too, it's like people who, you know, like the certain affinity guy, I forget, I'm playing. Oh, his name is also Steven. Uh, he lives in Texas and he just <laughs> kind of wanted to get to know a little bit more about the, like specifically the Toronto gaming scene and stuff like that. So there's. You know, if you're an American and you're listening to this and you're like, I wish I could join their Discord, you can join the Discord. You can. So I can't actually find out where Jelly Snow Studios from, but they're in our Discord, so I'm I'm gonna count it anyway because they're they're nice to hang out. I found Metal Units website, but I can't find this. This looks very unprofessional, but I assure you, we are totally (laughs) professional here. But our next game, I can confirm, is developed in Canada. Oh wait, Steve, did you add Metal Unit to the wish list? I did. Yes, I did. Okay, oh, so 2D Metal Gear Solid with a little bit of anime twist in there too, it looks like. I'm, I'm down with that. Okay, okay. Our next game, developed by Barnack in Quebec, is Infini. Lose yourself in affinity, but never lose hope. Try to escape a world of never-ending puzzles and oddities. So this is a, a, an indie puzzler game with a really weird, wacky art style. I don't know if anyone's familiar with Jack King Spooner. He's a Scottish indie developer who did like B-Swing and Dujuana and a couple other games. And he uses like claymation and like hand-drawn stuff that he just like puts into his games. And this has given me those kind of vibes. Uh, but yeah, Finney's developed by Barnack. Coming Q1 2020. The Qs, as we've established previously, is, is, is anywhere. You can just wherever your company's Qs line up. How do you, so how do you probably spell it? The first, everything in the word infinity but the T-Y. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, there yeah, it is. Whack. I'm down. I'm here for it. Uh, I, uh, so I think he did get a, a, a one. Uh, I, I think he did get... Um, uh, did, I get did I get fooled? I think he got fooled a little bit. I found the you metal unit official, but there's no like... There's no like checkbox or anything like that, but they are talking about get early access. Uh, the location mm-hmm. on on their Twitter is uh, Korea, Seoul, Korea. So, God damn it! All right, so we're we're, <laughs> we're two for four this week in Canadian wish list. This games two for four is not bad. Uh, but Steve, what do you think? Infinity. Look at it. Tell me. Yeah, I was I was still busy looking at the metal. This one looks That's weird. Okay. I, you know, it reminds me of this. Actually, looks really weird. Um. It reminds me. Oh, what's I can't. I'm blanking on the game. There is a specific game that reminds me of, and I can't think of it. So I'm not even going to like bother. What you doing it? I'm gonna. I'm gonna add to the wish list. Beautiful. But you know what? I, to, to be fair, it's going to be down on the wish list. Like I'm. Mm. I'm do you rank your Steam wish list? Like, do you, do you order it? Because I kind of order it every now and then. I go through it. To be honest, I'm not a big Steam person, as a lot of people know. But I do kind of go through it because I have a lot on my Steam wish list now. Like basically every single game we've talked about in the last like five months. Mm-hmm. Um. And I do kind of order it because, yeah, games that I am actually, like, that I'm very hyped for. Yeah, I do order it. Because there are certain games okay. on there that I'm like, this looks cool. Or there's some that I've wishlisted, but I have no interest in buying on Steam. Like, I'll just buy it on Just Steam. helping out their numbers? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Help them out. It's a little thing. You know what? Maybe. PlayStation 5, I want a wishlist function on the console itself, <laughs> goddammit. It's I'm so, so annoying sick. when you wishlist shit on the store, like on the P- like On the, the desktop, like the web browser version of the store. You can make this wishlist and organize it, and it's nice, and you get, you get you can see when it was on sale and stuff, but you can't do that on it the do- console. Yeah, it doesn't carry over. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys That's doing? That's dumb. The one Fix thing it. I really Fix want it. to is, is a gift-giving system on, on the PlayStation Store. Because there's oh, been yeah, so many like... times where I've been wanting to give gifts to people, and I'm like, can you just, can you give me this 
option. <laughs> like, They're putting up barriers to you spending money. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, then I buy... So instead of buying them like a $20 PSN game, I just buy a $25 PSN card. And so they actually get a little bit more money. So You know what? Maybe that is the calculus. <laughs> That's what they're doing. The last game you can wish list right now from the Coalition in British Columbia. Vancouver, right? Yeah. Um, is Gears Wars Tactics coming April 28th, 2020. <clears throat> Gears Tactics is the fast-paced turn-based strategy game from one of the most acclaimed video game franchises, Gears of War. Outnumbered and fighting for survival, recruit and command your squad to hunt down an evil mastermind who makes monsters. That's not a great description. Um, I'm just going to be honest. I'm sorry, Coalition, if you're listening. That's not a great description. It's not. That, like an evil mastermind who makes monsters. Like no, you could you could do better than that. You could, I've <laughs> played Gears of War. I know there are good writers there. You know how much money is pumped into this this fucking series? They couldn't spend a little bit of time and some That's meetings. not a great Steam description. That's not. I, Anywho, I, you can you can wishlist it. Is it on? Is it on there, Steve? You know what? I'm not going to wishlist it because I'm. Oh my god! Because I'm going to just play it on Game Pass. I'm not going to play this on Steam. Okay, so I'll add it to the wish list so I can play the sound effect right here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think this is... And I like seeing studios do cool things with f- more like established franchises. And you see, um, you know, they did that with Halo Wars back on the 360 and then Halo Wars 2. Yeah. We take like a, and now this is kind of like the Halo Wars version of Gears. Yeah. But I like, what, I like seeing what Nintendo's doing lately. Like they did Cadence of Hyrule with the Zelda games, which combined like open world classic zelda games with like a rhythm game it was really cool and you see them like messing around with like spin-offs almost like the toad captain toad a little puzzle box games that spun out of 3d world yeah and i want to see more of that i want to see more take something really established and spin it off into like a something that can be risky because there's less investment and less risk yeah, Less, I like I like the world yeah. building, like lore building stuff, and especially kind of like the little stories that because I think like Halo Wars was like a prequel technically to to everything I think right um, technically, and so I like that stuff because what I don't what I rather or what I what I don't want them to do is create like you know they got the Halo anime and, and other shit and they're making like Uncharted movie and stuff like that like I want it I want it to stay within the video game realm I don't need like a mm. comic book or any of this shit. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just like how they made the Last of Us comic book. I'm just you know like, what? That the comic is really good though. I have it like, <sighs> like right here on my shelf. I can pull it and look at it right now. It's nice. Whatever, it's nice, just, Steve. You just, should you should check it out. No, it's, I, I have it on my wish list actually on Amazon. You can have, you can play. It fills in the too. gap in between like the events of Left Behind and where <laughs> she is at the start of the game. Just put it into the game though. Yeah, I guess you know what you know what game did it pretty well is God of War had a prequel almost text adventure that was played on facebook messenger what and it was like a classic text adventure where you just put in the command you want and then the 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 messenger bot like replies to you and you do this like text adventure game that kind of sets up the couple days before god of war and no one talked about it and i thought it was one of the coolest it was like the adventure of atreus or something i don't know but right before god of war came out i was like sitting there playing in class Sorry, professors, if you're listening. And it, it, it's pretty tight. And I think more, like, they call that transmedia storytelling, where, like, it's the same story and universe across different, like, formats. But I would even call it, like, even genres of games, I think you could do it. And this, like, purely text-based. Like, I was playing it in the Messenger app on my phone, right? Yeah. 
this text adventure for God of War, which was one of the biggest games of 2018. The short story and, follows Atreus on his first adventure in the Norse wilds after ar- archery training and learning runes for with his mother. Atreus ventures into the wilderness after telepathically hearing the voice of a dying deer. He finds it covered in blood and stays with it during its final moments. A couple it's of good. draggers appear and Atreus attempts to fight them but is injured. He is saved by his father Kratos, who is out hunting. The two then battle a revenant. Spoilers! You're spoiling the whole thing. No, it's a, no, it's a two. It. It's a two-year-old text-based adventure game. I'm reading the Wikipedia yeah, thing. You should still you should still give it a shot. I really liked it. Uh, but yeah, I think more games could do that. And I can think you still like, play it. Like, how do you play it? Like, what do you? Yeah, it's on mess. Like, I don't know if you still can or not. I played it. I started it on the desktop messenger and then moved. Do you have to, to like friend Kratos phone. to play. Like messenger is no. You gotta you gotta send them a message. So like the god of or like I probably still have the. The, the yeah yeah you it's a listed as a business god of war colon a call of the wilds yeah i still have my whole thing right here i found it i found it yeah give it a shot it's actually it's pretty cool and uh i think more games could do fun stuff like that and obviously gears of war tactics is a way bigger investment than like a facebook messenger text adventure but i think it would be cool to see more of that Ooh, i can unlock eight pieces of art that's it for Wishlist This, the weekly CanadianGameDevs.com segment where we highlight. It used to be Canadian games, but I got botched it twice this week. Or else Steve... Re- even even Gears Tactics might be a little more... more yeah, because it's also being developed by Splash Damage <laughs> yeah, in the UK. Exactly. The point is, we need your Canadian games. So please join our Discord um, and on Twitter, send us your upcoming games. And we would like to highlight them for our community and listeners here. All right, now we're going to talk about what we've been playing, Steve. Uh, I'm going to go first. I beat Death Stranding, and... Oh, yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw you on Instagram. Tell me. Tell and me I think it's it. a good game. Really? I think it's a good game for... And I didn't like it as soon as I finished it, but then the first thing I do whenever I finish any game I don't like is I immediately go on YouTube and watch, like, 10 hours of people talking about the ending. Yeah. Um, and so I think the two pieces of Death Stranding commentary, I think, I would like to highlight for people, are Tim Rogers at Kotaku's... Um, Death Stranding spoiler video, and oh, I'm gonna mess his last name. It's Noah something Glazius, and he does like some of my favorite video essays ever. Uh, and he does, and it literally like two hours after I finished the game, he published his Death Stranding thing, which was kind of weird and eerie. But like at the hey. same time, I was like, I guess we both took the same amount of time to beat the game. But uh, yeah, because you yeah, got it shortly after launch, right? Uh, I got it like a month after on. Facebook Marketplace for like fifty bucks instead of like seventy nine nine, which is what it still was. I don't know if it's still that much, right? Uh, IDB games and stuff. But yeah, I got it, and then I play it sort of like I would play it in like six hour sessions, <laughs> and then not play it for a week, and then sit down and like play for another ten hours, and then not play it for a while. But for this last week, I really just sort of like I need I need to finish this. Noah Caldwell Gervais. Uh, he has a hour and 30 video called trying to untangle death stranding. And I would definitely recommend watching this video. If you like me finish that Stranding, and you were like, that was stupid. Hideo Kojima is such a pretentious auteur. And I really didn't like that because I think he's actually doing a lot of really interesting things with this game. Um, and I think one of the big things that I kind of noticed, but really need someone to like put into words to, to really understand where he's doing this game is it really is a game about, how sort of fucked everything is currently and like in the real world and how if we could just look past any of like our political differences or just see like hey we're all people we're all in this together and all this violence 
is really just wearing us down. And like the, he designs the game to make violence the worst way to play it, even to the, like the very last mission. And like when you kill people, like the BT presence increases, um, and there's like void outs where like their death persona and life persona touch and create a big explosion. And you really like I played through that whole game. I don't think I killed anybody actually. Really? Um, yeah, and but it's not it's not hard to do, and especially if you have bikes, you can kind of like skirt around them. Yeah. Um, but it is, and I think after watching people talk about it, I think it is a really interesting game trying to do something interesting with that from the person who got famous for the tactical espionage genre of just really fun and clever ways to murder people yeah is is pretty interesting and although if you ask if you ask hardcore metal gear solid fans like the way to play those games is to not kill people though stealthy yeah well no like well because you get the you get the dark gun or whatever to put people to sleep and that's how you get like yeah that's how you get like the best rank in the game so i think i think it helped like that ending was absurd but watching these other videos helped me like sort of think about the overall message the game was trying to, to put out and that that gave me a different appreciation for it. And I really did love playing it. Like the moment to moment, like pick up something, run somewhere else and like figure out how I'm going to get up this big hill. And then once you start building roads and zip lines and, and sort of interacting with the other people by through like leaving notes and stuff that I all really liked. And mm. also that the ending did have one of my favorite like cutscenes in the whole game with Mads Milkinson as Clifford and Norman Reedus as Sam. There's like this really good scene in a hospital. If you've played it, you know the one you're talking about. If you haven't, that's not a big spoiler. That 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 cutscene, I was like, oh damn, that's that's really cool. Um, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Now, so I'm 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 at a I'm at a better place with it than I was. Do you think I should? So my plan with this game because it didn't it doesn't really speak to me, and, and there's other there's other games that I want to play. Mm-hmm. Though I to be fair, I am you know now that Kakarot's having, I'm almost done it or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I'm kind of entering a lull until Resident Evil. Um, I was going to just wait for the like PS5 version of this game. Should I oh, continue to wait? Definitely do that. Yeah. 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 Like if you haven't played it yet, there's no reason to, to drop everything and play it right now. Right. Um, but I really just, cause like I knew it was going to be a big part of the conversation last year. I was like, oh, okay, I'll just buy it used and like go through it. And uh, yeah, definitely buy, a different buy it used, opinion. bro. You didn't want to give Kojima any of your money. No, he's fine. With Sony? Um, Did you buy it used at EB Games? Uh, no, I bought it on Marketplace. Oh my god! So I didn't even help. I didn't even help your stock option. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're killing but me. But I bought them. Um, I pre-ordered. I went to EB Games at eight thirty a.m. Oh, did you get the Animal Crossing? To get that Animal Crossing Switch, and I showed up, and there were already there was already a line. I was like, "Fuck!" I don't know how many they got, and I got in line, and the guy came out. I was fourth in line of like 15 people and the guy came out, unlocked the thing and he was like, all right, I'm going to take the first three people. I was like, no. And they went in and then they came out and then he opened the door and I was like, do you have any of them left? And he was like, yeah, I have a couple more left. We just do that. Um, to like can sort of do the line in like chunks. But, uh, yeah, so I did get an animal crossing switch through EV games, I which that'll help you out, Steve. We were, we were tempted to do it because, a, we're going to get Animal Crossing. It's like one of the like that's like the another big Hype. game that I'm really, really excited for. Um, and our Switch is like a launch Switch, so like I'm assuming this Animal it's Crossing dying. would be the, the Switch with like the better battery or whatever. It and, is the one with the better battery. And I think my left Joy-Con. I think I have the left Joy-Con issue, which is really. Funny. I have had two Joy-Cons do the drift, Steve. Yeah. So because I was playing uh, Dauntless um, today or not today, uh, Friday. Or Thursday, and it was just—I was having such a fucking super annoying time with it that it was just—I'm mm-hmm. um, like, ah. Oh. So, 
I don't know. But then we didn't wake up in time on Saturday, and I was just like, oh, whatever. I actually <laughs> got on the website like because the web it was one a.m. Atlantic, midnight Eastern, and it, like it was crashing, and I was like, nah, I'm just gonna go to the yeah. mall. So it didn't work out that way. But um, yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the the, the cute one, and then get a co- another copy, and then my girlfriend and I are gonna play because you can only have one island per switch which is kind of stupid um so if you want to play with somebody else where like you can have two islands where you're like growing different fruit to like trade with each other and stuff you need two switches and two copies of the game and like oh, we're gonna really? do that anyway but, yeah huh. so i'm gonna have like my my launch switch and my gave my girlfriend a copy of the game and then we're gonna play together so wait can, i'm very can, excited can like my wife and i still have two files you, but it'll just be on the same island it'll, you'll, ha- you'll have the same island yeah you um, can't have separate like in on the 3ds one well the 3ds was really bad for save files i'm trying to think of another example but like for every switch game currently like if i start breath of the wild on my profile and then my girlfriend starts on hers we have different save slots different everything yeah but for this one it'll be the same island for both of you will we be able to go into each other's houses and and i don't like... think so oh really uh I have I haven't read into it other than like I don't know what the only one island means like whether you can have each profile means you're a different villager on the same island which in case you would have yeah different I wouldn't mind if there's houses. like yeah if there's sort of like five save files that you can have the five different houses or whatever and and so I can go into her house and and just like leave stuff that'd be kind of cool I'd be okay with that but if it is literally just like the same island but sort of just um, you can't like trade between because there'd be no point then that's kind of lame. But also, I don't think I'm... I'm excited for Animal Crossing, but I know I'm going to play Animal Crossing for like 10 hours and just be done with it, so I'm not really too... Oh, man, I'm going to be the opposite. I played New Leaf every day for two or three years and then probably like two or three times a week for like another year. Like, this game is going to consume me, Steve. And you can finally hop rivers. This is a game changer. You got that little pole thing. You, you know when you got to a river before, you're like, oh, I can't. I want something on the other side. I have to go down, find a bridge, and go up. No more. You grab a pole, shove it in the water, and you just hop over. Game changer. And it's going to look so good. March, oh, man. Anyway, March 20th? That's the, yeah. March 20th. The, the Switch actually comes out a week before, which is cool. So I can like transfer my save over and stuff. Get Get ready. Oh, but you want to? Oh, wait, does the wait does the Animal Crossing Switch not come with the no, game? No, it doesn't, oh. which is also stupid. <laughs> okay, now I'm now I'm okay. Fine, then I'm okay with not buying it. Then they did the same thing with Major the Majora's Mask 3DS. I remember like buying it and just being like, "Where is the game?" They're like, "It doesn't come with the game." I'm like, "Of course it doesn't come with the game." Because Nintendo is a bunch of assholes. Well, not to be fair, most collector stations don't anymore. Whatever. Think other people could be assholes, but Nintendo's also an asshole. And I just also want to highlight, I've been playing Creature in the Well from Flight School Studio in Quebec on Game Pass. Uh, I'm about halfway through, I think, still, if the achievements are the end indication. And I'm hitting a point where they're they're reusing a lot and just changing the colors. Mm. And I'm kind of getting tired of that. Like, um, like, I can see the exact same layouts of different rooms, but they've just color swapped. And you go through the end and there's this sort of like the same almost boss fight every time. And it feels very like modular in that way where I guess like from a development perspective makes sense because you can create more levels and content while not having to create more assets and stuff. But maybe I'm just overanalyzing it, but I'm getting kind of bored of that. I'm going to keep playing it and I want to beat it, but it is starting to drag a little in the latter half. Mm. It does still look really good. And also there's like one song unless I'm missing something for most of what you're doing. 
and I'm getting kind of sick of that song, so I've just started like listening to a podcast or watching YouTube. <laughs> oh I, um, yeah, I know the feeling. Uh, Kakarot like has a lot of repeated dialogue whenever you kind of like pass enemies. It's just like I can take on these guys, and it's just like nonstop. And I'm like, shut up, <laughs> yeah. shut up. So I'm hit, I'm hitting that point with it, but I still maintain it looks exceptional. Uh, it, it is really fun. It's like a it's a, for those who don't know, it's like a pinball action RPG almost, where like you have a sword that you collect like bouncing objects around the room like when you start slashing them they stay in front of you and then you charge them up and like launch them it's about like hitting angles to like do stuff um so it's a really cool idea it's pretty um starting to drag a bit but i am going to finish it hopefully this week and i'll tell you what i think at the end of it next week oh and i tried uh, dead cells again on because it's on game pass now because i played through most of it on switch but now that's on game pass i'm like oh play dead cells again like my first run i got like halfway through the game and i'm like that's a good feeling I was like, because I played this so much on Switch, I just knew how to like fly through it. So talking about rogue um, stuff again, is it rogue light? Do you, is there an RPG thing? That's there? a rogue light because you unlock what you unlock is bigger health vials, and those permanently stay throughout the game. And then you unlock better items that randomly drop into the game. Right. So so that one's more of a rogue light, where some stuff does carry over. Okay, it's on it's on PC Game Pass too, actually. So that's cool. Definitely check that one out. That one's not. That was France. There's a French developer, and they're actually a really cool studio where there's no hierarchy on the team. Everyone has the is like a not a co-op, but it's like um, oh yeah, a democratic <laughs> workplace. I've, I've, yeah, I've heard of that. Everyone kind of owns the same amount of the yeah. Company. Everyone gets the same amount of money out of the project, and it's a it's a really cool idea. Um, and the the Night in the Woods guy actually just started a new one of those called the Glory Society for their next project. And theirs is more of a co-op where, like, everyone is an equal shareholder in the studio and will equally um, distribute the earnings. Yeah, we saw a job posting uh, the other day that was that was like that, too, for... Co-op, uh, right? Co-op, yeah. Literally co-op in uh, Quebec. Co-op yeah. mode. K-O-O-P. Nog? Do you play Nog? That was one of the free Epic games. No, you know what? I saw, uh, I saw Nog at E3, though, when I went. Dude, you went to E3? I didn't know that. Oh, I went to E3. This is my this is my somewhat claim to fame. I went to E3 the year before they let everyone else into E3. That's lit. And it was the um, it was the Breath of the Wild year. It was the year oh, that Nintendo lit. brought nothing but Breath of the Wild. The like the guy <laughs> when they open the doors and he just stands there and puts his arms up. Yeah, and they basically made Hyrule like in E3 for people to like line up. So I remember uh, I remember going there, and I, I was the worst journalist ever. I didn't do any like interviews or anything like that. I played below and other things, but I was really just fanboying the whole time. Um, and I played. I, I went there with two missions. I wanted to play VR because it was before PSVR came out, and I wanted to play. Uh, I wanted to play Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. and so I got to play VR. I played Resident Evil Seven. I played some other random games, and I was like sold. I was like, yep, I'm buying this day one. And then Breath of the Wild, I didn't play because they were only playing the Wii U version. And I went to line up the first day and I was like, eh, I don't need to wait in this line. Mm-hmm. Then the next day, Heather was like, no, you should go. You should just go to see if you can like get in again. I was like, all right. But the thing is they let developers and game, um, developers in first, like a half hour early before press. So by the time I got in, the lineup was already like at the max. So like, no, this is... This is the end of the line. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I walked around. And then I came back and I see another line forming for Breath of the Wild. I was like, what's that line? And, and the guy was like, those, the, those are the people that are not guaranteed to play, but they're first in line if other people kind of leave the actual line. So there was like a sub line to play. 
I, like, I heard you like lines, so I got a line for a line. Yeah, it was just like I'm like, this isn't even the version of the game I want to be playing. Like, I'm not even going to play the Wii U version. And, and like, it comes out on Switch, and like, this was the E3 before the Switch release. So I'm like, it's going to mm-hmm. be coming out in like eight months or something. I can wait that long. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I saw God of War. I saw Shadow of Colossus. I saw a lot of good stuff. It was it was cool. And I also proposed to Heather that that same trip. So, oh cool. yeah, there you go. That's awesome. Yeah. So I saw Nob what? there, and I, and I played a little bit, and it kind of just introduced myself. What have you been playing lately, Steve? Uh, I forgot to mention last time I, pl- I uh, Platinum Control. Um, oh, you did? I did. Is that a good game? It was. It kind of dragged for me. I really think in order to like that game, you got to read all of the, the the extra... Declassified documents. Yeah, and get a sense of the world, because by the end of the game, I was just like, I have no idea what's happening in this game. And they just threw too much shit at you when it came to the class declassified stuff. Like you literally mm. get like a new thing every three or four minutes. It feels like, and they're everywhere. And it pauses. Like it, it has a weird kind of freezing glitch. Like for a couple seconds when you leave the pause menu. Yeah, so, or so when you fast travel or something. Yeah, so I'm like, this is just annoying. Like I don't want to do it. Like I, I'd love to, but you're making it really because the game is also just really fun. So I'm like, you're making me mm. leave the fun time to go read some paper and then punishing me by like running me into this glitch every single time. Like, it's just weird. Um, but I, yeah, I liked it. I, I don't think IGN gave it game of the year and stuff like that. A lot of people kind of put it, I think you even put it in like your top five or so. I don't know if it is really top. Five. It was, it was eight. It was eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, would, yeah. I, 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 le- I see how it's <laughs> supposed to look on PC and I really loved the flying around third person combat right a lot but it just ran like garbage on my xbox which is quite a lot kind of why i want to get an xbox one x because then all my xbox one games will run how they're supposed to on a high-end pc does it run better on because like, i have ps4 pro and it's still sorry not shit. one x the series x i want to oh, get the series see, x yeah because yeah. Yeah, it's just gonna run all the games i already own better which is a big sell and unless ps5 can do that and there's no games I want on PS5. Like I want to play Infinite. Oh man, they did you see that leak leak in quotes list with like the, a new Sly Cooper, Horizon Zero Dawn two, and all these games? They're like that would be so hype. That none of that's gonna happen, but like that would be how they get me to get a PS5. Well, I think Horizon Zero Dawn two is is real. Yeah, it's been five years, four years. Uh, it was the same as uh, it was like the same month as uh, Breath week of as Zelda. Yeah. It was the same week. Yeah, because I got Breath Horizon came out on the Tuesday, and I played it for a day or two. I was like, "Oh, this is cool." And the Breath of the Wild came out on the Friday. I was like, "Sorry, you're just not as good." Yeah. Plus, all the there's all the rumors of it coming to PC and stuff like that. I feel like they're just trying to get the brand out and just being like, "Here mm-hmm. you go. If you want the second one, it's on PS5. Mm-hmm. Give us six hundred dollars for a PS5." Uh, and I have been playing more Wii, the same Wii games from before. So My Hero, One Justice, and Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Kakarot's a lot of fun. I have a friend at work who bought it who is not a Dragon Ball Z fan, and I'm kind of mm-hmm. just like, I really want to know what you think of this game because I think if you <laughs> if you don't like Dragon Ball Z, you, you'll hate this game. Like, it's not that great of a game. It just kind of is just cool to play and, and relive these moments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but not much. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't, and I played a little bit of Dauntless as I mentioned uh, as well. I didn't get back from Darwin Project. I wanted to, but I did play. Oh yeah, we should play it together. We play it on PS4. Darwin Projects? I'm down. Well, we got to play, play Apex, too. Yeah, we do have to play Apex. Well, you messaged me about playing Apex, and, like, 20, 20 minutes after Kobe died, and I'm like, there's no way. I, I was too emotional for Kobe, about Kobe. I understand. I understand. 
I that whole conversation was like as someone who doesn't watch sports, like an outsider looking in. <laughs> but I legit yeah. cried like maybe three or four times about Kobe, mostly because it's of heavy. his mostly because of his daughter as well too. Yeah. that shit was as just like, sad. Yeah, I was like, damn, what a bummer to go out on, Steve. Why'd you gotta? Did you play any other games, or we just should do the outro? <laughs> no, are you gonna pick it? So wait, when it comes to the new consoles, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, which one are yeah. you leaning towards more? Series X, because it runs all the games I already have better. Mm. It has Game Pass, and mm. it's going to have a new Halo. Um, mm. Whereas PS5 probably won't have backwards compatibility. We're not sure. No, I think they all announced the... it will. Will it? Okay. Well, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'll have to see about that. Um, also, all the PlayStation games I really care about are already coming out. Like I'm going to get Death's, or, uh, sorry, uh, Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima on PS4. And I have the Pro, so they'll, they'll run fine because they're PlayStation exclusives. And yeah, I don't... PlayStation Plus is becoming less and less something I care about, so I'm less committed to that ecosystem. Yeah. And I'm kind of different. I'm not. I don't really care about trophies and achievements as much anymore, so like that doesn't play a big factor in me. The only way I be I buy a PS5 over uh, a Series X is if PS5 is like day one new game you absolutely care about. And I, really at this point, all that could really be is like a new Sly Cooper game yeah. or a different studio did a uncharted game, which I doubt, but like there, there isn't really a PS five launch title that I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck. I got to buy a PS five instead of a series X. So PlayStation five is set to be backwards compatible with PS four and PlayStation VR games with Cerny saying that transition to the new console is meant to be a soft, soft one. However, in later okay. interviews, Sony has unwillingly to commit to backwards compatibility. Interesting. Yeah. So, I like how, I like how Xbox just went out and like, Every single Xbox game that's already backwards compatible with one is backwards compatible yeah. with Series X and all the Xbox One games, and they'll run better. Um, it's just it's just, Xbox is increasingly becoming like the better, better. Yeah, because the whole thing they're going for is like Xbox Series X. You just you just get an Xbox now. You get your Xbox mm-hmm. and you can play Xbox games. And mm-hmm. similar to like you know, there's cars that are like Toyota Corolla. There's thousands of different Corolla, not thousands. Mm-hmm. There's dozens of different Corollas, but you drive a Corolla. So it's like you buy an Xbox, you get to play Xbox games. Whereas PS5 mm-hmm. is like, no, you buy a PS5, you get to play PS5 games. Maybe PS4 games, definitely not PS3. And uh, we'll see about PS2 and PS1. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I don't know what game, because like all the studios just did shit. Like Naughty Dog's out, um, Sucker Punch is out, yeah. Santa Monica can't have a new God of War game yet. That's why I think uh, it's uh, Ben just did days. Like, what is it? What's that's why game? I think it is Horizon Zero Dawn too. Because and is... I don't really like Horizon, so that's not a big sell for me. Like, yeah, there's that's fair. There's no real PS5 launch game where I could be like, oh, I need to play that. I mean, we but, just gotta wait and see because we know more we about Xbox One or sorry, Xbox Series X than we do about PS5. We got the we logo. For they PS5. could have. They could blow my mind, and in a week or two, or whenever they have their event, and I'm like watching it and losing my mind i come on the next episode i'm like yeah i have to get a ps5 because yeah. of x game or feature i think uh i think i'm just going to be game both to be perfectly honest i think uh i think i'm just going to bite the bullet and just mm-hmm. throw See, it throw it on that credit card and just because what i did with the switch is i traded in my wii u and games and just got a switch like i traded in the wii u with like 12 games and got a switch mm-hmm. with like three games and might just be doing that with the ps5 because i have all these like ps4 games i don't need to like physical mm-hmm. anymore but the xbox one i literally own like technically own like two xbox one games and they're both digital so i have mm-hmm. nothing to trade in for the xbox and, and i have a like og xbox one i don't even have 
See, I want to get one at launch just to be part of the hype and like play a new shiny game. And yeah. so that'll probably be Halo Infinite. Um, but I'm going to wait for PS5 because what I did for my Switch is like in December of that year when it came out, some guy was selling it on Marketplace. He, got, he gave me a Switch, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Mario Odyssey, and a Pro Controller for like 650 and i added all that into like an amazon cart and it was like 890 yeah and i was like oh my god i'm saving like almost 300 dollars on this <laughs> so i guarantee like a year after the ps5 comes out i'll be on marketplace or kijiji and someone will have like a sick deal on a ps5 and like okay now i can get into it yeah i think just my my uh slaveness towards trophies means i have to mm-hmm. get a ps5 at launch it's like when Man. the ps4 pro and psvr came out at the same like within like a month of each other and i dropped like a thousand dollars on playstation <laughs> like it's in, a like, lot 28 five days i'm like uh so save those pennies bro it's gonna be an exciting year i'm very excited for games this year me too very hopeful that's it for this episode of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep the site running and covering the Canadian Game Devs scene, you can support us over on Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs, where backing us at any tier will get you early access to this show, a special channel on our Discord, early access to interviews we do with prestigious Canadian developers around the country, um, as well as our undying gratitude. Uh, Here at the end of the show, we'd like to thank our top patrons as sort of a credits uh, so a big shout-out to our top-tier supporters, Aaron McLeod, Cody Cormier, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, bracket, Graph Metal, bracket, uh, Kai Hutchins, M5 Games, Nav from Academy of Games, PixelNots underscore Alex, and Slaughter Neko. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate you and your helping us do more of this. Uh, thanks for joining us, Stephen. I always say us, but it's just, well, I guess us is two or more. Thanks for being here, Steve. <laughs> no problem. Uh, where can people find you online? Uh, Stephen Crane, wherever. I post baby mm-hmm. pictures on Instagram, and I post uh, sports stuff on Twitter. Uh, but Canadian That's Game accurate. Is where I, watch I can confirm. <laughs> yeah. As, as in, you're like Mr. Oh, I don't like babies, but you've been liking my baby photos lately, so I appreciate that. Well, they're, they're, they're cute. I appreciate it. I appreciate people who play games with kids in their arms, because my, my uncle played through like the entirety of Twilight Princess, between the hours of like one and three a.m., when yeah. the kid was just in their arm. Yeah, we have like yeah. I mean, we joke that she's going to grow up to be like a basketball gamer because I just keep kind of shoving her in front of like video games and basketball. And we got a WNBA team that we're officially cheering for right now. Like like it was some sort of press release or some shit. Like <laughs> you go pro. She's got to go pro. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It could happen. Uh, and my name's Steven. You can find me on Twitter at. Stephen Riley, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-R-E-I-L-O-I. I tweet nonsense and opinions um, constantly. Spend way too much time on Twitter. Me too. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and uh, find the site at Canada Game Devs on Twitter and CanadianGameDevs.com. Go look at our events, features, read that interview with the Short Height creator, Adam Robinson You check out the jobs, read some of the news, all that good stuff. And join our Discord. We have a lovely little community on there. All right, that's it for episode 129. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Bye.